When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Beck you all daily right here on the network. Joe O, Joe G, and Hawks are with you on a Monday. We'll get back to the baseball card for a Monday. So futures, Joe Survivor pull. But right now it's time to go out to the Roman guest line. Joining us about a month out from the start of NFL training camps, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. He's on the Roman guest line. And Brad, we got to start with the um, the looming news, I guess we'll call it that, or, or uh, a suspension to come for Deshaun Watson. None of us know exactly what this is, but we could be looking at a year here or an indefinite suspension. Brad, when you when you kind of project forward, let's say Watson's going to get suspended for a significant amount of time, how does it affect how you look at the AFC North? Odds are going to shift. Value will probably be there on, on a team that's not there right now or could go away. Let's assume Watson's gone for a while. How would that shift how you think about the AFC North? You know, I think the odds have already moved a little bit. If you go ahead and look at them, I think the last time I came on the show, I talked about how I like the Ravens plus 220 to win the AFC North. I've seen them now around 185, 190 at a couple books. So I think as the news has come out on Deshaun Watson, which is funny because I think we knew he was going to miss at least a substantial part of the season. Um, you know, I think it's them and the Bengals. And it is tough to pick the Steelers to come in fourth. I think they haven't finished in fourth in the AFC North in about 30 years, but um, I would still keep them in the basement for now. Talking about some of the chatter out there with the Titans and how they're going to handle Malik Willis. And th- there have been some reports that, okay, he's going to be QB3 to start and Woodside's going to be ahead of him in uh, as far as the Titans' depth chart before they end up getting to camp. And Malik Willis is probably the most talked about quarterback heading into the draft. And people weren't sure was it going to be Pickett or Willis to be the first quarterback taken. And you could find Willis for Offensive Rookie of the Year at 25-1. to 1. I think we all know that if a quarterback has some success and they end up uh, having a somewhat successful season, they're typically going to win that award. Do you find that, that Willis number appealing at all, or, or do you feel much stronger about anybody else for Offensive Rookie of the Year? You know, I do feel like his whole narrative was it's going to be hard for him to get on the field in his rookie season, no matter where he ends up. Maybe if Detroit took him super early, maybe that wasn't the case. But um, he seems to me like a guy that you want to put on the bench for a season. You know, Ryan Tannehill has one year of guarantees left. Tennessee has brought a lot of their rookies in recent years along very slowly. I think he could have some goal line packages, some some short yardage packages that uses his legs and his ability to move the football with, you know, on the ground. But um, I probably wouldn't take him. I think the one quarterback out of all of them that I think is worth a bet and you're kind of just gambling on them getting into some games and maybe playing well enough statistically um, is Desmond Ritter with the Atlanta Falcons. You know, I think it might be the worst roster in the entire NFL, top to bottom. But Marcus Mariota has not been able to stay healthy for the last several years. Not really good regardless of his health. Um, you know, Arthur Smith, the head coach, was the guy who benched him in Tennessee for Ryan Tannehill not too long ago. So Ritter, I think, is a guy that is most pro-ready in this draft class. Maybe if they start out really slow, Mariota doesn't play well or gets hurt, as he always seems to do. Ritter comes in, has some of those weapons in Kyle Pitts and Drake London, and they don't win a lot of games, but he puts up some good stats, and he kind of finds his way into Rookie of the Year.
When you look at um, in these division winners, are there any teams that you see with some value? Yeah, so, you know, I just pulled it up. I mentioned the Ravens. They're down to plus 175, so the value there is probably gone at this point. Um, you know, I think if you look at the NFC East, we've known every, almost every year it's a different winner. And, yes, the Cowboys are probably still the most talented team in this division, but they lost a lot of talent this offseason. Michael Gallup is not going to be healthy for the first week um, of the season. So, obviously, CeeDee Lamb is still a very good player, but it might be him and, and some unknowns for a while. I think the Eagles or the Commanders. Eagles are plus 160, which I don't love. I'm higher on the Commanders than I think everyone else. They're plus 500 right now on DraftKings. They have a talented roster on both sides of the football. It all falls on Carson Wentz, of course, um, and we've seen the good and bad in Carson Wentz, but I think Scott Turner, the offensive coordinator in Washington, has done a very good job with Taylor Heineke, with the corpse of Alex Smith. I think they're a sneaky team that could win, you know, 10 games. And, and maybe if the rest of the division just doesn't play well, they could win that NFC. We're talking to Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. Brad, we're, we're getting to an interesting time of the year for future because, you know, we're, we're past the time of movement. The Watson thing um, is its own entity. That, that obviously could happen any minute. But likely, unless someone trips and falls somewhere on vacation or whatever the heck they're doing, there's no real injuries over the next month. There's nothing really that changes over the next month. I don't anticipate a major trade or anything like that. So are we at the point now where you kind of just sit back and wait to see what starts kind of showing itself in training camp? Or, or would you take things now and, and jump on futures now before we get to camp? Your betting strategy for this little dead time in the NFL before they actually get back on the field a month from now. I think it's a great question, actually, because I try to target before free agency begins and before the draft some teams that, you know, you know they have extra capital or you know they have a lot of money to spend. You know, for example, I got the Chargers at plus 450. It's now half of that at plus 225. Um, so I'm very happy with that future to win the AFC West. Um, but now I think you wait. I think you wait to hear some of the narratives that come out of camp. Obviously, some of them can be fugazi, and it's kind of these made-up narratives. But I do think you can, if it's a source you trust and someone you know that puts out good information, you can start to hear, you know, maybe how young quarterbacks are playing, how certain players look, you know, how, how a whole side of the ball, like if a defense is firing. Um, and then you can maybe lay some bets as we enter the preseason. But, yeah, I'm with you. Right now it's kind of a dead period. I probably wouldn't hit anything, you know, because there's nothing really actionable at the moment. Brad, I'm wondering if you're just going to take some shots in the first coach fired market because of what happened last year with Urban Meyer, and depending on your book. I mean, I know there are some people that had tickets of 50 to 1, just thought complete chaos could ensue, and it did. Like, you never see – uh, anywhere near the top of the odds board, those rookie head coaches for obvious reasons. Uh, right now, are there any coaches that stand out to you? They're on the chopping block heading into the this uh, upcoming season. Or if you were to go long shot, you know, just everything goes sideways where you, you could see them being the first coach fired. I've been waiting for those odds to drop at the books I use because I think, I mean, he's probably going to be the favorite, but Matt Rule, I think it's one of the easiest future bets in all of NFL gambling right now with those <laughs> Carolina Panthers. You know, still have Sam Darnold as the number one quarterback. Obviously, there's rumblings about Baker Mayfield maybe going there, but is he really good enough to save their job coming in in July now and having you know, a month to prepare for the season? Um, I, I think the owner and David Tepper is impatient. I think the results have not been there. They've spent a ton of money and draft capital trying to fix this roster. 
he, you know, it sounds like he has interest in maybe going back to college at some point in the near future. I think it's just a perfect storm of just a bad situation. And I would be surprised if he's not the first head coach fired this season. But obviously, like you said, looking for value. I think there's probably going to be no value there. Um, yeah. For a surprise firing, uh, that's tough. I mean, there's been so much turnover the last couple seasons. So I think a lot of these new guys are probably entrenched. But I guess I'll throw one out there. Look, the New York Jets are in a very, very difficult AFC. They're in a very mm. difficult AFC East. But I-, I thought the defense last year under Robert Sala almost got worse than the year before. I'm not saying I would fire him or I think he's a bad coach. But if they start out really, really poorly again after spending all of these resources two years in a row, maybe the general manager and Joe Douglas gets fired first. But I don't know. I think there's more expectations inside that Jets building than maybe we have on the outside. And maybe because I'm seeing offshore rule is the favorite at three to one. The second favorite is Mike McCarthy at five to one. Then Pete Carroll at six, Frank Reich. That's not happening. Frank Reich, seven to one, uh, Ron Rivera also in the mix. Then you get to Campbell Stefanski. I, I don't see a lot of those names. So maybe, maybe that's worth revisiting uh, for, for an interesting long shot. You met Salah. He's 14 to one. So a little more value there. Uh, interesting look. All right, well, let's move on to some some other markets. Um, what about most passing yards? Who do you like there, Brad? You know, I think Tom Brady has every capability of running it back once again. Uh, I know he's our favorite in our PFF projections to lead the league in passing yards. Um, but, you know, adding a third wide receiver to this offense, a guy that can truly produce in Russell Gage from the Atlanta Falcons, obviously the loss of Rob Gronkowski at tight end is a big loss, but I think they're going to throw the ball all over the yard didn't really add a running back. It's still Leonard Fournette's you know, backfield, and he showed an improved ability to catch the ball last year out of the backfield and make some guys miss open space. So I think they're going to be throwing the ball a ton still, uh, and I think Tom Brady, even at 45 years old, could once again lead the NFL in passing yards. We're talking to Brad Spielberger here, Pro Football Focus. Brad, interesting teams in the NFL right now, but one that I, I just I keep looking at and I don't know what to make of them are the New England Patriots. Playoff team last year, very quiet offseason, uh, I find it hard to want to bet against Bill Belichick. They're sitting right there in the middle, about eight and a half on the win total. What's your thought on this Patriots team as we head towards this season? Yeah, they are, I think, one of the more fascinating teams heading into the season. Like you said, not a super active free agency. I think they were bottom five in spending. But that's, of course, a year after you know breaking the record for the most total guarantees given out in a single offseason to external free agents. So, I think they're gambling on, you know, Mac Jones just taking those strides. And he obviously looked good as a rookie, but it looks like he's slimmed down. They went out and traded for Devontae Parker to get him that true kind of big body wide receiver, that go up and get it jump ball guy. So I would take him over on their win total. Like you said, hard to ever bet against Bill Belichick. It is a tough division and a tough conference, but, you know, the Jets are probably still the Jets to a degree. I'm not super high in the Miami Dolphins. They are a talented roster and had a big offseason, but. Um, you know, I don't think they're markedly better than the New England Patriots. Um, it, it comes out of the defense, too. Uh, I mean, their cornerback situation might be the worst it's been in Bill Belichick's, maybe his entire tenure there in New England. Um, but they have a ton of talent up front on the, on, on the defensive front. I think they're going to manufacture pressure with a lot of bodies and rotate guys through. Um, and, yeah, I, I think they're a wild card team once again this year. Brad, typically comeback player of the year goes to the player coming off a horrific injury. That is just what history tells us. But a couple names popped to me. I find them intriguing. And I want to ask you as a Bears fan, 
Trubisky is 10 to 1. Allen Robinson is 20 to 1. Do you think either can be in the mix? Very interesting. I do think Mitchell Trubisky will be the week one starter. Uh, it sounds like Kenny Pickett has been with the third team, you know, behind Mason Rudolph as well. So if he does start at some point this year, if Trubisky does not play well, um, you know, and kind of pulls a Mike Glennon on, on himself there, um, it's possible. But I do think it's Mitchell Trubisky's job to lose. I think their offensive line got better with a bunch of additions, including, you know, his buddy James Daniels from Chicago. And the weaponry there is really, really talented. He's throwing George Pickens. Um, and Calvin Austin as well. They have a ton of weapons there. So I think he is probably a decent bet. As for Allen Robinson, I mean, he is, he is coming back, but I think it's more of a narrative award, and he's coming right. back from not really caring and not really giving effort. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not like injury or, <laughs> um, you know, he's coming back from having the worst quarterback luck maybe in the history of NFL wide receivers. But, you know, I think it's more about the narrative. So I don't hate Trubisky at all, really. Yeah. Leo Mack be in the mix? 18? I actually like that one I like because I, I don't think he's ever been on a team where the other defensive end is probably going to get more attention than him. Um, you know, and Joey Bosa might be that guy. That I actually do like, yeah, because he could, you know, the thing too with kind of that, again, the narrative thing is that he has played well the last couple of years, but his sack numbers haven't been there. And we fall in love with those flashy stats. If he has like a 15-sack season, which I think is totally possible, um, he could be a good bet, yeah. What about rushing yard leader or receiving yard leader? Anyone you like there? Yeah, you know, rushing yard leader is interesting. I think Jonathan Taylor is probably the obvious selection there. Um, you know, obviously a great offensive line that should be better this year. You know, was not healthy pretty much the entire season. Uh, hard to pick against him there. I know it's kind of a chalky, easy bet there. Um, you know, as for receiving yard leader, you know, again, I, I talk about how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to throw the ball a ton. I think the Los Angeles Chargers, I can see Keenan Allen just racking up yards week in and week out. Um, you know, Mike Williams does return, but it's kind of more of their go up and get it, jump ball, four or five receptions a game type guy. So I can see him in the mix there. My favorite, though, is probably C.D. Lamb. I think the Dallas Cowboys are, again, going to throw the ball a ton. The defense is, you know, it was good last year, but I don't think it's going to win them games necessarily. They're going to have to be throwing late into some of the fourth quarters. Um, and I can see C.D. Lamb, you know, having a monster season with, you know, 1,500, 1,800 receiving yards this year. Quickly here, uh, Ben, if you had to, Brad, if you had to pick a team in the AFC West to fade, because I don't think all four are going to be as good as maybe the projections say or people think. If you had to pick one of the four that will not live up to expectations, let's say only win eight games of those four teams, who would you pick in the AFC West? I think it's got to be the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, you know, and, and they spent so much to go out and acquire Devontae Adams and add Chandler Jones and obviously extended some of their own guys and Derek Carr and Max Crosby. But, you know, I just, it, it's scary. I mean, they added a bunch of guys that are 30 plus years old already. Chandler Jones has not been able to stay healthy for a full season in a long time at this point. Um, and there are still just question marks in their secondary. You know, their offensive line still has a lot of question marks. They obviously drafted some guys there recently, but they haven't shown much so far. Um, I just think they're a team that, you know, was not really as good as their record last year, and it's such a tough division that, yeah, if they win eight or nine games, I would not be surprised. Great stuff. Brad Spielberg, football focus on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for EDL from the comfort of privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckHuel now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com. Dot com slash back. You will come back and update on Joe's MLB survivor pool and a, uh, an announcement here on, on the network. Can't wait to talk about it next right here on back. You all daily.